Skinner. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text us on 8-12-15. Or follow us on Twitter, at Frank on Absolute. Um, right, OK. Morning. Mm. I'm all set. Morning. Yeah. I'm all set. Morning, 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 Emily. Hi, Al. I morning. would say it feels great to be alive, but I, whenever I'm about to say that, I'm reminded of a story about um, avant-garde playwright Samuel Beckett was on his way to a oh, cricket match at Lords with a friend, mm-hmm. and the friend said, "Ah, oh, Sam, tickets for the cricket, sunshine. It's great to be alive, isn't it?" And Samuel Beckett said, "Well, I wouldn't go so far as to say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's wow. who you want to spend eight hours with at the cricket. It's my kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, and mine." <laughs> So what else? I um, I watched um, fantasy football last night on um, oh. on Sky, the new version. Oh, okay. It's the new one is called it? Fantasy Football Club. Is it? Oh, was yeah. that a rude one, Frank? No. Oh, okay. I thought it was one of those triple X things. What? No. One. It's called Fantasy <laughs> Football Club. It's, it's the club it's, that I don't like. It's the pretty sound niche. Of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it was uh, it was a different experience watching that. What? What is it? <laughs> what is it? Is it's it a, a bit comedy like, programme? It's a bit like, yeah. It's a bit like fantasy. Well, the do you remember that you fantasy did. football programme? Yeah, do yeah, that? I do, yeah. Well, hang like on, that. hang on. You're not in it. Have they paid you for this? No, no, they just... Actually, I had, the first I heard of it is they, they uh, dropped me a line, asked me if I wanted to be a guest on it. No. <laughs> Is it the same structure as fantasy football? It's, well, it's the same game. I mean, we we never own the game. What? what? I sniff a lawsuit. What's going on? <laughs> no, it's I, extraordinary. I, 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 I don't. I'm, I'm done with it now. I think me and Dave, as I always said towards the end, started to look like, you know, William Shatter and Scotty <laughs> in the movies. <laughs> and, they had, and they had corsets on and hair pieces. <laughs> you thought, get out of there now. So they brought some youth in. Good luck to them, I say. Oh, extraordinary. I loved it. The Guardian. So, um, <laughs> it's been a strange week. I had a, a driver who said to me, uh, uh, he just he dropped me off, um, and he said to me, uh, can I just say, by the way, I, I love your talk show. And I thought, God, this has been a long shift. Oh. <laughs> you've been on. That's a bit more to Ricardo, isn't it? I said, and then he said, uh, you know, what you do with that other guy. And then oh. I thought, oh, he means, he means on plan, that's only like, I hope he didn't mean Jenny Eclair. He said that other guy, um, O'Connor. And I thought... Oh, Tom O'Connor. Does he think I... Or Des? Does he think I'm Mel Sykes? (laughs) (laughs) I I just don't know what it was about. It was a terrible awkward... And I just took the compliment. Did you? Yeah. You don't want to investigate, do you? Oh, but it was a O'Connor. Maybe it's Andrew, the magician. Maybe. Um, I don't remember doing a chat show with him. No. You would, mean. wouldn't you? You'd think so, wouldn't you? But you don't, mm. right? You get to a certain age. Anyway, I'll tell you something else that I've revived this week. Oh, what's that? Fantasy football. The hoodie. No, <laughs> not fantasy football. The hoodie. Um, no, I have, I'm wearing the hoodie, <laughs> yeah. but I don't think it ever went away, did it? I'm wearing uh, a Burberry hoodie and matching Burberry trousers. It's all gone very Daniela Westbrook. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm thinking it was uh, Emma Watson. Yeah, no, very chic. Um... And she, uh, not she, me, I um, I got back into the groove of something. What we, we used to talk about a lot on this show, but um, I haven't mentioned it for quite a while. And uh, it, it happened sort of accidentally. I might play some music because this is this was a bit of an adventure. Cliffhanger. Yeah. Oh, excellent. 
Heathcliff Richard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think himself. we're going to hear the cogs turning now. Heathcliff Richard hanged himself. Would that be an, an acceptable tabloid headline, or would it be considered, would it be considered bad taste, cliffhanger? God. <laughs> oh, just have this, you know, in a, it'd be clever. In well, okay. Frank. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. You left the um, the listenership with a, a cliffhanger of uh, what what is it that you are about to talk about that you've talked about in the past? Yes, um, we've had a text in from Ian saying, "Is it pavement racing?" Oh, well, Ian is correct. Though I prefer the term pedestrian racing. Right. I sometimes... prefer the term correct, but that's because I mispronounced the word correct. Dear, yeah. yeah, there's no uh in it. Not oh, haven't in, you heard not him? Not in my world, no. no I don't. Uh, how fascinating. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love that story. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I like it when you two get a bit acidy with each other. No, I do you? Acid! Um, thanks, so... <laughs> what, what news so of I was pavement walking, racing? I was walking uh, down Whitehall. I feel there should oh. be some political music. Maybe what the papers say. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, I became aware of this bloke at my shoulder. Oh. Um, and uh, he was... We walked for about 10, 20, 30 yards and he was still at my shoulder trying to overtake. And oh, I, was Andrew Marr? Did you have a, a waistband have, loose? I haven't pavement... <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a pavement race, I'm going to call it that, for a, for a, for ages. Since, mm. since I've had a child, I've, I've, mm-hmm. I've given it up to spend more time with my, with my family. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, yeah, so I, I realised this guy was up for it and I looked, he didn't look the type even, it's, off, it's the quiet ones. Yes, mm. always. For, competitive. He looked, he had a, um, he had like a dress shirt on and he had a beard, he had a beard. It's a young man, but mm. with a beard. Mm-hmm. Looked like the sort of bloke who might enjoy an episode of Coast. <laughs> <laughs> mm. And anyway, uh, not only, he, he overtook me. Uh, I was taken by surprise. He overtook me, but then he he did what I consider to be an unfair... T- he cut straight across me. Oh, no. Did he? Yeah. He cut straight across to slow me up. What a swine. So, um, <laughs> I just, uh, I, I just caught the trailing leg, deliberately. <laughs> oh, good for you. I deliberately. I caught it. I did. I mean, it's a yellow card, but... No, it's the old <laughs> Vinnie Jones, let him know you're there. <laughs> you put a reducer on him, like... I, did, that's 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 it was, I can't believe bottles. I did it, but I did. I deliberately caught the back leg as he went across. Oh, right. <laughs> if he'd have gone over, I would have used him as carpet. <laughs> but anyway, he didn't go, he didn't look round. I think he, thought, he just thought it was the hub of the crowd, or maybe he knew the race was on. So then I thought, I can't. I can't let this get away. So then I really kicked in. Did uh-huh. you up the ante then? And he was, he was, a, he, he was a fit young fellow, I'd oh. say. Because um, usually people with beards, they're not so good at it because there's an mm. aerodynamic problem. Yeah. There's yeah. Like quite a lot of drag. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I always think people with beards are usually too ill to shave <laughs> if, they're, if they're that young. It's got to be a reason for it. No, that's a fashion beard, Frank. No, but if you've got a... Yeah, but, you know, it's it's a bit um, Mumford and Sons, that look. <laughs> you don't expect them to be uh, pedestrian racing. You expect them to be... You no, know, they're do- not jocks. Docile types. Um, you know, maybe um, nursing a, a stinger rash and, and, and in a search for dock leaves. <laughs> maybe. That's how I think of them spending much of their life. Anyway, 
honestly, I bet you we did 120 yards side by side. I mean, no. literally, people would have thought, oh, there's two blokes who know each other. It was in a bit of a rush. Because <laughs> we were side, side by side. I wouldn't, it, neither of us would give in. And I knew I was going to have to cross the road oh. eventually. And I thought, I don't want him to think I've just, um, I've peeled off like a You're red arrow. Peeling. Yeah. You know when the red arrows peel yeah. off? Mm-hmm. So um, I, I had to get I, I had to get well ahead of him so that when I crossed the road he was already defeated. So I really <laughs> I really pushed him, and uh, otherwise I shouldn't. I, I I blew him away. I was, as we were going, I was laughing with excitement. I was going, <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I was exhilarated. And, I bet uh, you look very stable. Yeah, <laughs> two blokes, one with a beard and the other one laughing. Did you Just have to fight a temptation to raise your arms as you crossed some kind of imaginary finish line? No, because one of the secrets of pedestrian racing <laughs> is that that person must always go away never quite sure whether it was just him. <laughs> yeah. Whether he's, whether he's imagined the whole thing, that's, that's the important thing about him. But um, I have to say it was great to be back. But I, because I wasn't used to it and I'd, I'd had no warm-up, um, yeah. I could feel it in the calves a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Hamstrings. I yeah. could feel it in the calves, <laughs> but I like the idea. The idea of uh, beardy at work, probably in a job with the weird, the word uh, community in it. <laughs> <laughs> Just feeling a bit stiff himself, even though he's a younger man. This is Frank Skinner. I'd like to apologise if I sound slightly sleepy this morning and not quite myself. That'll be because... Big night. No, not for me, but for my neighbours, it would seem, who argued long into the night. I heard a lot of what was said. Yes, I can see the uh, tumbler mark on your cheek. (laughs) Just a couple of things I'd like to straighten out here. Firstly, I'd like to agree with him, I don't know his name, but yes, I think he's got a point. If you're spending £500 on a wedding photographer, he's, it's reasonable that he would want to challenge that and dispute that. That's quite a lot of money. Secondly, again... Oh, before we do the second point, can I say to people in the north of England that it is normal in London not to know your neighbour's name. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Secondly, again, he's right. How do we know that your grandparents are going to come up with two grand towards the wedding? Yeah, we yeah. don't know that. They need that forwarded before the start. As he writing says, checks. currently the balance is zero until he sees the money. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would he agree. Said. Yes, he said currently the balance is zero. <laughs> well, it's not an unreasonable conversation, but does it have to be at three o'clock in the morning? That's yeah, the I like the fact that he was punning slightly as well. Currently, <laughs> the balance oh. is zero. Very oh, good. Yeah. And thirdly, I would agree with him. Brandreth he didn't want to marry someone who turned into a materialistic, spoiled brat. <laughs> Oh, um, I think the parent. If I was the grandparents, I'd hold on that too, grand. Give them one for the wedding and one for the divorce. That'll, yeah. Uh... So anyway, I'm glad we've cleared all that up. That sounds. Uh, Look forward to seeing them later. Ooh. Sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's one of the few things me and Kath don't argue about. I would say. What? Anyway, the marriage. Neighbors. Oh, marriage. Not the neighbours. Never hear the neighbours. <laughs> You wouldn't know we had neighbours. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit worried about that blood dripping through the light fitting. <laughs> anyway, what's in no. the news? Well, I say, um, what's in the news on this great morning? <laughs> well, Frank, this is quite relevant oh, and topical because I just humiliated myself quite badly. Did you? 
Well, you saw it. Well, tell, please tell the listeners what I did. Oh, yes. Um, the uh, the arm fell off uh, Emily's chair. Yes. And uh, Tanya Snogs was in, so, you know, we were all on our best behaviour. <laughs> and then suddenly... <laughs> Um, there was a, a bit of a, a bit. It, it was a bit carry on, wasn't it? It's a, it was a, a Stan Laurel comedy classic. It I wasn't thought. so much carry on as like an Eric Sykes black and white yeah. 1960s short. Yeah, is what it was like. <laughs> Called the elbow or something like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the yeah. chair arm. So, but I'm not the only one because did you see, which is possibly my favourite footage ever, um, Julia Gillard, the Australian Prime Minister. Falling over this week. Julia Gillard. I know we shouldn't laugh, but she we do. She has one of those voices, <laughs> Yeah, yes, I did see her falling over. She, she was at Gandhi's grave, very disrespectful. Yeah, the whole thing there. caved in. It's terrible. <laughs> really? Yeah. I haven't oh. seen the footage. I've only yeah. read But also, it. if you're going to fall anywhere, you don't want to fall there because you can hear a pin drop there. I've been there. It's quite quiet. Have you been to Isn't Gandhi's grave? Yes, I have. It's very moving, actually. And that's serious. <laughs> I bet it is. Um, but she lost a shoe at an Aboriginal demonstration once. So oh, yeah, she's yeah. got previous, Frank. Yeah, she's oh, got yeah, a bit of did, uh, Cinderella form, hasn't she? I remember that. Didn't they, um, didn't they take it from her or yeah. something? The, yeah, yeah. The Aborigines. They did. I have an, I had an incident in uh, in Adelaide. It was a, I mean it's not a it's not a condemnation of the entire nation, but it was one, like pati- it. one particular <laughs> Aborigine. Um, <laughs> I, had a, I had a fight with an Aborigine in Adelaide. I mean, a, a physical fight. fight. A fight, yeah. A fist fight. A physical fight. Well, I say a physical fight. I had split lip and a lost contact lens, but it meant <laughs> a lot to me. It, I didn't feel that Captain Cook, but it, I was shaken up by it. Yeah, well. It's a- Scary and, thing uh, to fight an Aborigine. Yeah, I was walking down the road with my girlfriend at the time, and he stepped out in front of her and uh, asked for change or something. And I shoved him out of the way because it was, you know, confrontational. And then a, a fight ensued, and there was some other Aborigines, and it was a <laughs> terrible image of uh, that poor tortured country. Uh-huh. How things have gone on, but um, I've never forgiven him. No. Clearly, no. I always I insist on saying Ayers Rock. I never use Uluru. <laughs> yeah, Fine. it was a difficult, difficult instance. Split lip. I mean, yeah. I was bleeding. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> that's it. There's no, there's no punchline to this. Okay. Well, I suppose that's, there is a there's a punch. <laughs> yeah, but no punchline. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. And, of course, the other thing is it's very tense making walking away from an altercation waiting for the boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my shoulders were hunched just waiting for it. Mm, I can imagine. I don't think of you fighting. No, uh, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not a violent man, but what, what could I do? It was a, Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a confrontation. It sounds confrontational, yeah. I want to get back to Julia Gillard at Gandhi's, at Gandhi's grave. I want, which to, incidentally, I, want to, I want to stick with the Aborigines. Which incidentally says, oh my God, on his grave. Which I, short, I shortened to OMG. It says, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> OMG. Really? Yeah. Those were his last words, apparently. Um, oh my God, was yeah. his last words. Yeah. Was, it, it, was he in the stage show of Steptoe and stuff? No! Oh, Mark! <laughs> no, he no, meant it in a religious, pious way. Oh, yeah. I'd, um, li- I'd like to go to Gandhi's grave. Um, well, don't on. wear heels if you're going to go. I'm just dropping a hint like there that. in case there's, a, there's, there's probably a charter flight. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know if there is. I didn't even know. Is, is it a big tourist thing, Gandhi's mm, grave? Yeah. I would think so, yeah. Um, 
So, Julia, Frank... Can I say that I did a, a pilot for a quiz show recently? Yeah. And uh, one of the female contestants, I won't name her, they, 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 they had to guess this thing, and they said, uh, like, some Indian statesman, and she said... Um, and Chico was next to her, and Chico went, Gandhi, Gandhi. And she said, um... Candy. <laughs> Indian statesman, father of the nation, Candy. That was his stage name. Well, At least she didn't say David Gandhy. Cheats never done. beat, that's what you learn from You know that, he didn't. did, I, I didn't know he did a drag act. <laughs> candy. That's <laughs> Candy. So anyway, Frank, Julia, yes. please can we talk you about laugh. Julia's trip? Julia. Because what Julia's I trip, like is after she fell over, the way they rushed around, it was like she'd been assassinated. Everyone mm. went, oh, they gasped. No, but she did go down with, because I saw the video on the uh, on the mail website. She did. She went, with she really went down. She said, it's okay, it's okay, it's just my <laughs> foot. It's all right. Oh, really? But she explained after, didn't she, that uh, her, heel got, her heel got caught in the in yeah, the mud. It's, it was really nice because, uh, as a as a male of the species, she said, um, "For men who get to wear flat shoes all day every day, <laughs> if you wear a heel, it can get embedded in soft grass, and then when you pull your foot out, the shoe doesn't come, and the rest <laughs> of it is as you saw." I like that. It sort of brings me in because you know I'm, I just wear flat shoes. She I did, did a press Richards, conference, really, a sh- uh, falling over press conference, <laughs> yeah, which I like. <laughs> she's made it. Some sort of uh, <laughs> some sort of great feminist gesture, yeah, that men wouldn't understand. I'll tell you what I do hate. What? It's steady. It's, it's on the. Uh, <laughs> We've only just got over the average. Anything? <laughs> no, it's not. I'm not going there. I'll. Uh, and I think this is uh, across the genders. Frank, you know, it's when all you, right um, because I'm um, when ha- you ha- partly antipodean, so we're safe. When, you know, when you step on the corner of a pavement and it's a wobbly one and there's a puddle under. Have you ever had oh, that? Yeah. You know, oh, and yes! It, and it basically creates a little surfy wave yes! right all over your trouser leg. Yes. Or tights and... Surfing USA on my ballet pumps. Horrible, horrible. I hate that. So do I. It's really, really... Because you feel a bit victimised. You think, oh, somebody else could have stood on this puddle. Or I could have stood on a different bit of the paving slab. Well, I mm. fall over... It just feels like, like the gods are against you when that happens. Yeah. Mm. I fall over on a regular basis because... Um, <laughs> Well, no, I that was the 80s, Frank. No, no, I still, <laughs> I've, uh, I've taken in the last few months to wearing Heelys. Oh, on they're, regular. they're handy. They are, they're lovely. They'll be handy for the pedestrian racing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, but I, I love to, when I, when I turn into a shop, to go into a shop and go down the street, I mean, I go right over like a, like a motorcyclist. <laughs> right, right, oh, my, my left elbow is virtually touching the ground if I turn into a department store. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> More of this, I think. <laughs> well, it might, for us, maybe not for you. I understand. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Um, oh, yeah. That Julia Gillard. That, 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 that poor woman who fell over. If you don't wear a heel, if you wear a heel, it can get embedded in the soft grass. <laughs> Where is a heely? <laughs> I don't actually wear heelys, but I did, when I was at school, we used to slide everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything you did, you'd run like three places and then stop and put the hands out and try and slide. I mean, on, I don't mean just in the winter. I mean generally just on the pavement. Mm-hmm. If there was gravel, it'd be brilliant. But we basically slid everywhere. That's died out, hasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, what's happened to that? Whereas... Um, that was pre-Heelys. We didn't have any wheels to help us out. It was like like the early cavemen having to use logs to move <laughs> heavy weights around rather because they didn't have the wheel yet. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Ironically, 
They used to call the um, the, the books that they kept the details of those vehicles in wheel books. Did they? Yeah. Weird. Oh, God. <laughs> I think the main thing is you get... Um, I'm obviously... If I... I have uh, spoken of this on stage, but I fell over on the south bank. I fell backwards down a couple of steps. Oh, fine. I had three oh. people phone me up that week and say, I heard you fell over, are you all right? <laughs> and that is a sign of getting old, isn't it? I believe yeah. they might have said, I hear you had one of your four. They did say <laughs> that. Actually. Yeah, which is... Um, which is worse. Which is not good. No, but I did as well. I tripped. What I did, Frank, this week, I was going to meet a fashion designer... And you don't want to be doing this when you meet a fashion designer. And I walked into this restaurant. It was a breakfast at 8.15. Mm-hmm. And what I did, you know when you do the skid, so you don't actually fall over, you recover oh, your footing. Yes, yeah. It's not a trip. I call it a mini break. It's, all, it's <laughs> often like a, <laughs> a little like mini a, break. A, a cabbage leaf. Yes. But I think that can be worse because you don't get the sympathy that you get from the fall or the drama. But you do get the startle. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You get the I'm startle. You. you get you get the increased pulse rate after. And yeah. sometimes you can get the uh, the hamstring. <laughs> but none of the sympathy. None of the sympathy. I find it quite exciting. You know, sometimes you're walking down the street and you're oh, and you look across and, and somebody's fallen over. I find it really not funny, but really exciting. Like My something. wife claims she once saw a man. Uh, trip up in the street with his hands in a sheepskin coat and turn it into a full judo roll. He went over one shoulder and frolicking lamb she saw. <laughs> frolicking lamb. It was. That was no sheepskin coat. Oh, I Ridiculous. slipped on the cellar stairs the other day and went down three of them in front of my wife and son. Embarrassing. Oh, oh, the yeah. cellar, you say? Yeah. I didn't know about this. No. I'm sure, I'm sure you, you know about You didn't strike me as a cellar type. Oh, no. really? Wrong. Oh, Who dear. you got down there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a long list. Blimey. So oh, God. I do this thing now. In, in order to invite em- embarrassment, if I fall over, people look at you, you know. I, um, I'll look up and shake my fist at a passing <laughs> helicopter. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Shall we go to that special place? <laughs> Email corner. La, 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 la. We have had an email from <laughs> one of our listeners. <laughs> I don't like the way you make it sound singular. Yeah. <laughs> it's been no. a week. I didn't like the accent either. Sorry. <laughs> um, hi, Frank, Emily, and Mr. Cockrell. Mr. Yes. Nice. Interesting. Um, Formal poultry address, early. (laughs) (laughs) I have listened to you forever. Yes, it may seem like that. (laughs) Did it just come in this morning? Yes. She remembers that show you did with O'Connor, that O'Connor fella. Oh, yeah, that (laughs) O'Connor. And I always discuss my favourite bits of the show with my friend Ali. While I was at work, I was texting her to ask if she'd listened to the bit about the Beach Boys and the Canary-based tune. Do you remember that, Frank? Well... It made oh, yeah, Auntie Mary yeah, had a canary exactly. up the leg of a... It's, it's the opening of um, uh, California Girls. Mm. I couldn't remember the name of the lady who had the canary stuck up the leg of her drawers. Well, it had to rhyme with canary. <laughs> oh, no, who did you think it was? Pl- Peter <laughs> Carey, the double Booker <laughs> Prize winner. Would he have a canary up the leg of his drawers? I don't think so. I'm a dental nurse. Maybe Julius Nyerere, the first <laughs> president of Tanzania. <laughs> Is that likely? George Process of elimination. George Carey. Yeah. I, I'm a dental nurse, and so went into oh. the waiting room to ask Nick, if anyone had heard of the song. And it names Floss. 
when I hummed the tune, three old ladies and our receptionist promptly burst into song with Auntie Mary. Oh, brilliant. And then I couldn't shut them up. I felt like it was Frank's front parlour at Christmas. How dare you. Just thought I would share that with you. I don't know how to sign off, as I want to say how fantastic the show oh, is. No, no, but no. I know you don't like praise. <laughs> so if this email is chosen, don't read that bit out. Thanks, I- Beth. Thanks, Beth. Um, I do, I love praise, but I don't like reading it out, because that's what egomaniacs do. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I love... What I love about that is that Beth didn't go to Google. She went to the waiting room. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) She made it labour-intensive, and she she chose the people, and that's good. And that's probably why Google shares dropped $20 billion Mm. on the market this week, (laughs) just because of that one act by Beth. Respect. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Hey! Um, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio in Texas on 8, 12, 15. Or you can follow us on um, that Twitter contraption. <laughs> <laughs> At, uh, Frank on Absolute. Mm. I like the idea of that Twitter contraption. Well, I don't like the idea of it at all. There's a guy just pedalling furiously like... to power Twitter. I think yeah. he makes it sound like a mangle. Yeah. It is a mangle. Is it? it mangles people's private lives. Oh, my God. <laughs> Does it? Well, I think so. <laughs> anyway. Puritan fathers are back. They've been away a while. <laughs> Who's Puritan fathers? Frank. That, that... He says things like oh, that. Oh, right. I haven't heard that before. No. Is that before my time? They're oh. pilgrim fathers, the Puritans. Oh. See, I ran with it. Yeah, you did. Yeah, Pre-cockerel catchphrase. But cockerel, that's if I make a fool of you. <laughs> I didn't oh, try to make a fool of you. Yeah, I just it. didn't understand. Why don't you just admit you hate women? <laughs> <laughs> You're a misogynist and a sexist. That's what you. That's quoting Julia Gillard. I wasn't. Ah, didn't mean that. Anyway. Anyway, um, I feel like I need to speak to you about jokes falling flat. Um, oh, well, can't we do this off of here? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jeremy Hunt cracked a little joke joke oh, to yes. the Queen when oh, yeah. uh, he met her in a lineup where he's next to Heston Blumenthal in the <gasps> picture. Um, but he, uh, he he cracked a little joke, <laughs> which apparently fell flat. I feel his pain. He said, <laughs> I read about a Japanese tourist who said afterwards how wonderful our Queen must be to take part in that, meaning the James Bond um, Olympic, the ceremony. Olympic ceremony yes. thing, uh, as they would never get their emperor to jump out of the plane. And then, unless think, he'd been publicly <gasps> disgraced in some way, then they wouldn't be able to stop him jumping out the plane. But uh, apparently, the Queen smiled, shrugged politely, and moved on, which that's a zing. Isn't it, it also said she paused. Can you imagine how long that <laughs> pause felt to that poor man? While Jeremy Hunt listened to the ticking clock in the yeah. distance. Just... Well, it wasn't a great gag. <laughs> no. It wasn't his gag. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was plagiarised. Um, but. I, I I mean, I've always thought that Jeremy Hunt was... Um, I'm not going to start rapping at this stage, <laughs> no, don't worry. I don't... <laughs> I don't have much time for Jeremy Hunt, but I, mm-hmm. in this particular occasion, I, I, I'm with Jeremy. Oh, I feel his pain. He tried a gag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he and tried then it out. Duke of Edinburgh turns up and says... Uh, who are you, Who anyway? are you? He says, who are you? So, cause, <laughs> They move you lot on. Pretty I, believe, I believe what he said was, Ooh, uh, yeah, Ooh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Who are you? I wish he'd done that. <laughs> but he said they move you lot on a lot. Yeah. Um, regularly. I would have said, well, you know what? That's because we have to get re-elected every four or five years. Fancy trying that? Yeah. We don't just have to marry somebody. We have to, like, convince an electorate to give us another go. So shut up about it. <laughs> That's what I'd have said. 
I mean, let's face it, what is the Duke of Edinburgh? He's a sort of very highfalutin plus one. Yes, he is, really, isn't he? Yeah, so I'm, I can't believe I'm saying this, but who I'm, are a, I'm you? actually with Jeremy. But, yeah. Frank, who are you? The worst who three words you? in the English language, as far as I'm concerned. And he did that terrible thing that I, I myself have done in a royal line-up. Mm. Um, you you start defending yourself. Of course, you have. You've worked with them. I'm rather fascinated by the royal lineup, you see, because I thought Heston. I was pleased to see him there in the chemistry glasses. I do like Heston. (laughs) But also. I think that is real glasses. Although I can understand he's often in the other ones, isn't he? In his chemistry glasses. Yeah, that's (laughs) what they look a bit like. They do, yeah. Um, Just had his hair bonsum burned (laughs) off by the skull bully. But Lionel Blair's often in a lineup, a royal lineup. I was surprised not to yeah, see him. It, often in shows he hasn't even appeared in. And Frank, with the lineup, I think he he's might. an interloper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like girl he's in the Olympic happy, ceremony. Happy slapper, royal lineup <laughs> interrupter. As someone who's got first-hand experience of the lineup, do you get a sort of? Is there a build-up? Is there a bit of a pre-match build-up? The sort of well, tension as, as they get as they get closer. Yeah. Um, yeah, you do start to get a bit dry mouthed. Oh, really? Because you can uh, you can see what you like about the royal family when you're in their presence. It's quite exciting. Right. Yes. Uh, I mean, my last one, if you remember, was, my last with, uh, one. was Prince Charles. Remember that one? Oh, what ha- oh yeah. Well, you, was, were his, was, you were at his crib, though. Uh, yeah, I was, yeah. And it was, uh, in my end is my beginning, because my first one was with Prince Charles. And then that, now that's where I sympathise, because I've told this story many times, but not so much my reaction to the story. Mm. I'd just um, gone very badly at the Royal Variety performance, and <laughs> Prince Charles <laughs> said to me in the line, where do you, where do you normally work? Is, is, oh. it, is, it, is it in the north? <laughs> He sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, um, oh, no, no, I work all over the place. I get lots of work in London. I started like, pathetically <laughs> defending myself, and that's what Jeremy Hunt did. He said, oh, I, I, I'm, the, I'm the Minister of Culture and, and all that. Oh, Minister of Culture. And he said, oh, can you get us some cheap yoghurt? <laughs> Terrible mix-up, whole thing. So I do, I feel sorry for... Oh, I feel sorry for him. I I have this moment. I would say maybe once or twice a week where I'll crack a joke to. Uh, it happens quite commonly to waiting staff or in a pub when you're buying around mm-hmm. or something, and you say something not a joke joke, but just something a bit flippant like oh, and uh, <laughs> and then you realise that person, nice though they may be, does not speak English as a first language. <laughs> And the people with you are looking at you, and you've got your funny crack the joke face. And <laughs> yeah, they, they probably do speak English as a first language. <laughs> Don't look to that. As a I'm, I'm really looking to that. No. I'd say twice a week no, I'm, I'm looking sure to that. I, I think the Queen has shrugged off her German <laughs> <laughs> by now. That's what I was thinking. That's I, know, the logic. I, went, I went into a lamp shop, and the woman said, Can I help you? And I said, Well, I wouldn't mind. Uh, you could lend me a fiver till the end of the week as a joke and she said oh no I can't and it all went really awkward and <laughs> difficult. Get I can't oh, get into the till no. without a purchase yeah <laughs> I mean it was terrible I mean obviously she was an imbecile but I <laughs> still felt bad about it Frank Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio Absolute Radio so uh, Gary Barlow was there as well. Gary Barlow was around the palace all the time. Frank has compared him to Peter the Wild. <laughs> oh, He's yeah. a bit of a royal little royal courtier, well, isn't I've, he? I've got a theory about this because it says in the paper um, that uh, 
The Queen was asked by Gary Barlow if he had recovered from setting up the Buckingham Palace concert. He replied, yes, but have you recovered, ma'am? The Queen answered, I think so, yes. Very Frost Nixon. It's, <laughs> it's that weird thing of, uh, like, turn-taking, I've recovered, have you recovered? Yes. It feels a bit like two people that have had an affair but don't say anything interesting because mm. they know that other people are speaking to each other, doesn't it? This like, is our room to start, isn't it? <laughs> they're having one of those conversations of, let's not say anything that reveals that we do know each other. It's weird, it's weird. <laughs> you think that? You think I've started something? Well... The Twitter sphere will be going bananas now. I, I think it'd be the best news story ever. <laughs> that good, That's how he got the organising the opening. Yeah, he organised the opening ceremony the, the way he coaches the people on X Factor. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you, One you don't think phone you don't think he actually got his uh, file of facts dirty? Call and, and back to um, loose women on the telly. That's how it is. I, <laughs> I heard that she went over to him and asked him how the cause of Italian nationalism was going. Yes, it's a Garibaldi joke. <laughs> I know you've all been waiting around for one this morning. Well, that's my particular contribution to that uh, genre. <laughs> mm. What else? Well, I'll tell you what else, Frank. We've had uh, text in. Have we? Hi, Frank. Hearing you talk about your punch-up in Adelaide... Oh, dear. Reminding... It's now your, your punch-up in Adelaide. Right. It's sound like that bloke that ran on the pitch at Leeds. <laughs> reminded me of when I was over there with my husband in Sydney. He got involved in a punch-up with some locals and they took their thongs off. Don't panic. And started hitting people with them. Mm. Over there, that's what they call flip-flops. I know uh, that yeah. because I lived there. I'm yeah. like, I offer more thongs. If only uh, Gilad had been wearing her flip-flops, she'd, uh, she'd have been fine, wouldn't she? Hmm. Well, I find they're a bit of a hazard. Mm. You have to walk slightly clawed. <laughs> Which uh, doesn't suit me at all. Frank, in the interest of balance, I'd like to read out an email from an actual Australian. Thank oh. God, because I, I feel we're painting Australia in a negative light today. No. Suggestion yeah, no. that uh, they can't stand up, mm. they hit people with their underwear, <laughs> <laughs> that they're, um, the original Australians are aggressive. Yeah. Suggestion that they're daggy or something. <laughs> Hi, Frank, yeah. Emily and Alan. I am... You badger. <laughs> I'm in mongrels. <laughs> you mongrel. <laughs> That's my only Australian impression. Okay. He's Alf for a moment away. <laughs> OK. No stereotypes in this room. Um, I'm another avid listener from Melbourne, Australia. You were talking about the two fellows who were banned from the buffet restaurant because they were eating too much. Remember them, Frank? Oh, yes. The characters, you called them. <laughs> yeah, I remember them. <laughs> we have a similar place here, mainly for tourists, called the Cuckoo. It's a weird and crazy place, but we go to get a big meal. My hubby and his mate had a competition to see who could eat the most puddings. The mate managed five, whilst my <sighs> hubby managed 13 puddings. <gasps> oh, Has legends. anyone managed to eat more puddings, plus had a couple of starters and heaps of main course first? Wow. I like man. that it's not enough that the person has eaten the same amount of puddings. Proper legend. Yeah. There you go, that was from Anna. 13 puddings he did. Mm. Not superstitious, yeah. no. No. <laughs> Him and Bill Wyman. Um, they, um... <laughs> oh, my gosh. The thing is with that, it's in order to win the competition... Well, how many did the other bloke eat? Five. Um, the mate only managed five. So he could have had six and he'd won. <laughs> yeah. This wasn't a competition. This is somebody just letting themselves go, yeah, isn't it? someone that likes puddings. He likes them to the power oh, of 13. It makes 13. me wonder how big these puddings are. Oh, yeah, they sound like a yeah. little thimbleful. 
I mean, if it was a saw beer, you could go at 13, couldn't you? Oh, too. yeah. I must say, I very much like Melbourne, although I found Adelaide to be a bit, uh, <laughs> a bit of a cowboy town. <laughs> cowboy town? Um, Melbourne. Born running with an Aboriginal. You know, people, I don't know if you've been watching X Factor, but you know there's that very beautiful girl with the white um, cornrows? Who, have you seen her? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I know who that and is. And then right, there's, yeah. the, there's the slightly uh, stockier one who plays guitar and mm. sings her own songs. Yes. I think Sydney is the beautiful girl with the cornrows. Okay. Uh, but um, Melbourne is the m- bit more interesting, a uh, bit funnier, bit cleverer, mm-hmm. um, uh, slightly plainer, but in but the end of the, the day, richer and more uh, satisfying right. version. Mm. They should use that in their publicity. Yeah. <laughs> the lonely it's planet really, that's really it's, catchy. It's pithy, isn't it? Welcome to that city that's a bit like you know that that like big girl on x factor <laughs> plays a guitar and got a sort of early victoria wood feel to it I, I feel that because the victoria thing would confuse it because there's a state call <sighs> absolute 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 radio frank skinner on absolute radio you two stop giggling amongst yourselves oh wouldn't you like to know um it's all gone a bit sleazy, office people. <laughs> um, Frank, this week an Austrian man has made the papers. Don't panic. <laughs> um, this was Felix. Uh, we're back in the cocktail cellar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Felix, yes. of course, yes. Baumgartner. It's not dissimilar um, from my cellar story, actually. No, mm. well, he didn't fall, I think he... There's no question of did he jump or was no. he pushed. Yeah. I think he jumped. He I think jumped. I was mid-air for less than he seven minutes. He didn't just didn't jump, it, but... he jumped faster than the speed of sound. Yeah. First man, without without a mechanical prop, I believe the phrase was, to <laughs> do so. Yeah. So it was 24 miles. What happens if you jump uh, faster than the speed of sound? What, what, what occurs? Is there a boom? Is there a sonic boom? I don't know. Do you shout something and then... Um, not heard unless a tree falls down in the forest. Well, I have to say, I don't know. I was a bit. What's the point then? <laughs> well, what's the I point? I heard is them a talking, communicating. You know, they always have the mission control, <clears throat> and there's always a man in a shirt, short sleeve shirt and mm-hmm. glasses, yeah. isn't there? Communicating. Yeah. And when he was talking to them, I didn't like the way Felix was talking. I don't know. He was a bit Arnie. He sounded a bit Terminator, Frank. He went, my Austrian. I know, but he went, my visor is fogging up. <laughs> I yeah. didn't like it. Yeah, no. language. Uh, I yeah. ruined it. No, I... Um, Took 2% off the accent. I, I respect his uh, jumping capacities, but I think he should keep his, his uh, gobshop. <laughs> <laughs> he said, first of all, you know, I thought there's going to be a big, uh, you know, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind moment. Mm-hmm. And he did yes. it. It was rubbish. Wasn't it? He said, I'm going home. No, it, but he, before that, I'll tell you what he said. He said, what? I have it here. Sometimes you have to go up really high to understand <laughs> how small you really are. Oh. Repetition of really. <laughs> That's not the first thing anyone would have said Did to somebody copy, copy edit this? I mean, he can jump 24 <laughs> miles, he can't use a thesaurus. <laughs> he could have had any other um, word in for that. Yeah. He could have said, um, you don't realise how small you are until you are... Standing next to Stephen Merchant. <laughs> yeah. Standing yeah. next to all that bloke who played Jaws <laughs> in the <laughs> Bond film. What if he'd have said that and then jumped 
<laughs> and then at the end I of it... I thought you should have done it, Frank, because you would have said something extraordinary. I know you would have. At the end of it, he said... Um, they asked him what his ambition was, his next ambition. He says, I want to inspire a generation. That's the London 2012 <laughs> slogan. <laughs> Oh, what's yeah. he going to say next? Oh, I think jumping's coming home. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Felix. Just jump. I oh, the- Felix. <laughs> Nothing more than Felix. That it's- could have been me as well. Could have been Did you me. watch it live? Did you watch it when it was happening or after the event? No, no. I watched... I watched uh, I watched it after the event. Yeah, I It felt, was quite slow. I felt like watching it after the event, the... Uh, the fundamental jeopardy was missing. I know somebody that watched it live and was a bit worried that he was going to die and, like, they were watching it with the family. No, I stayed away from the results. Right, yeah, when yeah. They showed it, when they showed it on the news, Trevor they said... Trevor uh, said, look away. They said anyone who's taped it, yeah, look <laughs> Did away. they really? Look away now. And oh. we won't say whether he survived or not. I don't know if I believe it, Frank. It looked a bit. See, it? it looked a bit Ardman animation, the lighting. It was a bit Wallace and Gromit. It was a bit. And the also, balloon did seem very stable when he stepped off. You think, is this a not balloon right. or a oh, platform? Yeah, this is going to be another... The, the, the moon landing was done in an Arizona <laughs> desert thing. <laughs> Why didn't he do that Bugs Bunny thing and land in a uh, ice bucket? <laughs> At the, end. the landing was good, though, wasn't it? That way, the, 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 he, he literally hit the ground running, didn't he? Yes. It was well, that's why I was it? suspicious. But when Isn't I was it? a kid, did I ever take up this theory when I was a kid? I, I, I jumped off the, the bottom step on the stairs, and then the next day I jumped off the second step. Mm-hmm. And I thought, if I keep doing an extra step every day, oh. by the end of it, I'll be able to jump down the stairs, and it'll be, you know... Just save a bit of time and get up a bit later in the mornings. Yeah. Oh. And so I got to about the eighth and ninth step I, I, I jumped down from. Started to hurt in, like, my hips. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it I... will do. I gave up. But had I carried on a stair a day, that would have been me. That you could have been, been me doing now. that jump, yeah. Yeah, just Going off a ladder. Going at the speed of sound. And can I say the surrounding dialogue would have been a bit more sparkling. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute. Absolute Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Uh, We've had some texts in, actually, Frank. 297, high fun time trio. (laughs) Oh, I don't like that. Questionable. Yeah. (laughs) Makes us sound awful. We sound like the sort of people that buy chocolate body paint at a service station. (laughs) Yeah, sounds like we should be on at three o'clock in the morning saying, come on, guys, phone. (laughs) I'm waiting for your call. Um... Hi, fun time trio. Over a third of the people watching the jump live turned off once his parachute opened. Were they hoping for tragedy? Is that true? Well, 755 seems to agree. Hi, Frank, Callan and Emily. Apparently when the parachute opened, over a million turned off. Nice. I must say, I I did the same thing with the Olympic opening ceremony. But that, it is, that's, that do you is hope terrible, Kenneth Branagh's cigar would explode? I, I like that about them. I like the fact... Well, but, they watched to see a human being die. Yeah, in a way. But I think, they, in a way, they did themselves a, a, a disservice because they didn't get to... I honestly thought, when he landed into that running bit, I just mm. thought that was quite magnificent. I really liked the way he landed. But when he landed after... What was it? He fell 24 miles 24 from miles, the yeah. edge of the Earth's atmosphere. Do you think there was a point where he went, oh, that was brilliant, I want to do it again? And they went, oh, it's, it's a bit admin-heavy, we're going to have to get... <laughs> we're going we'll to get the sponsor. You know, like if you do a, a sort of slide in a water park and then you think, oh, I do want to do it again, but it is a lot of steps. Do you think... I know. Do- well, it's difficult. I was thinking about it. If you decided you wanted to do that dive, well, how do you do that? 
Yeah, I need Look a Red Bull rocket. Imagine me in a heel, Frank. Oh, I imagine the, if you turned on and it was me in a heel. I think <laughs> the phrase is, uh, who are you going to call? Yeah. <laughs> how, do you, how do you get that organised? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, his friends in high places. Oh. <laughs> this is so rubbish. Lovely I just said it. Count to me, I just said it. It's out there. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, can we just dip our toe briefly back into email corner? Yes, we can, but um, I can't reach the actual jingle from here. Oh dear, have you had one of your falls? <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, help is on its way. I I'm believe you pressed the buzzer. I have my leg trapped. Oh. Keep, keep talking. We're fine. <laughs> um, dear Frank, Emily and Alan, regarding the recent Bond discussion... Oh, Frank and I love Bond. We talked about, talk about the best Bond, yeah. Alan's not as keen as I've been. Tuning in now, we weren't discussing the financial products. Or, or paper, <laughs> writing paper. Oh, yeah. I would like to raise the topic of favourite Bond film titles. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you will agree that whilst... Well, are you? That whilst it was not one of the classic films, Die Another Day surely warrants a mention, as its title is taken from a poem by oft-mentioned poet A.E. Houseman. <laughs> People uh, from absolute <laughs> staff are lining up on the street outside. <laughs> Someone's mentioned that. In case uh, new listeners, um, if um, it's only the first time it happens in the show, so I can say this now without it going off again. If ever A.E. Houseman is mentioned on Absolute Radio, uh, an alarm goes off, mm. something that was installed very early when, when the, the station was taken over by Times of India. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know what the ins and outs of that are, but there you have it. Julia Gillard. Yeah. Um, by the way... I think Daniel Craig is a great Bond, but there is definitely a slight hint of Sid James about him in a certain light. Mm. That's Matt in Toronto. I think he looks like a handsome man who hasn't put his teeth in. <laughs> maybe that's because his cleaner well, forgot to put them in the, in the glass I've overnight. I've completely forgiven him. If you remember, Tanya Snogs said that she met him and he was lovely to her, so now he's, uh, he's in my good books. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's nice. My fave title is Casino Absolute Royale. Tanya Snogs. That's your favourite title? Well, just because I like to say Royale. I don't often get the opportunity, and I like the sound of it. Well, you should go to uh, Burger King. <laughs> yeah. Is it, is, that, is, is, it, is, that, is it Burger King or is it McDonald's that's saying oh, in America? Like, yes, oh. you're right. I think Burger a Big King. Mac is a Royale or something, isn't it? Royale Somewhere with cheese. So, um, Sarah's nodding, so that sounds like it's Fine, right. we've also had an email in, which I think we might I have to hold fire. I, oh, I think we'd have to hold fire. We've got things like the news. But oh, this yeah. is to the mysterious person. I don't lady. mean the Huey Lewis's backing <laughs> group. I mean, like, the proper news. <laughs> what tells people what's happening in the world, that news. Hmm. Remember that? Hmm. Yeah. Obviously, we have to do adverts first, because it's commercial right? <laughs> Priorities. Yeah, we'll, we'll get I, to I'd like news. to trail this, though. It's a fan of the producers. Let's leave it there. Fan of the producer? Mm. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Alan Cochran and Emily Dean. You can text us on 8.12.15. You can follow us on Twitter. Um... That'll be quite cute. Uh, Frank on Absolute. Oh, nice. Oh, bit of rhyme. It's a bit of a... made me feel a bit tense around the chest area. <laughs> <laughs> Tablets in, in my... In. So, Frank, welcome before... back. If you've uh, stayed with us, congratulations. <laughs> before the sponsor messages, we were um, reading out an email from Matt in Toronto who said he thought uh, Die Another Day 
was one of his favourite Bond films. The film. man that runs away lives to die another day. Oh, is that what it's? Is that the A. Heisman quote in full? See, you can do it now. Uh, yeah, it's about how. Um, it's you might as well. Well, it's it's not clear. Really. You might as well die. It's, it's not clear whether he's saying that uh, it, cowardice is in in a way is, is a bigger death than death, oh, yeah. or whether it's it's been said oh. ironically by another character. That's um, this week's texting. Oh, I rather like that. To... It's a bit like Falstaff, who hath honour, he that died a Wednesday. One of yeah. my favourites. Um, or Frank... uh, Tuesday Weld in uh, Wild in the Country. <laughs> Frank, uh, yeah. what is your favourite Bond film title? Well, Doctor No is... Uh, that's that's brilliant. I mean, I know it's a bit negative, but it is a great mm. title. <laughs> Do you think? It is quite negative. Yeah. yeah uh, I, I once uh, attempted to write a novel, failed. It was a sort of superhero thing. And, I, and the baddie in it, I was going to call Doctor Chaos. Or the Reverend Chaos, I was going to call Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I had his, his wife uh, rejected it because she thought it sounded too Greek. Oh, that was that was the plot. Was line. he based on the sort of ABFC figure? Um, well, the Archbishop of Canterbury. Yeah, uh, I suppose he had got a hint yeah. of it. He, he had a demonic eyebrow, if I remember. <laughs> Quantum of Solace, which on, I think undoubtedly is the worst Bond film. It's it's bad. Yeah, it's a, it's, bad. it's a good title. Is it a quote from something? Not that I know oh. of, but again, uh, our listeners They'll will tell us. Oh, yeah. But I like the idea of a quantum of solace, and even in something bad, there's a, always a, a, a little bit of uh, something to, to, to yeah. comfort. They should have gone Susan. I would have gone Susan with Susan that. Susan of solace. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd have gone uh, a smidgen. <laughs> a smidgen <laughs> of solace. A smidgen of comfort, maybe. <laughs> a smidgen of comfort would yeah. be a weird Bond title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the song... A smidgen <laughs> of comfort <laughs> makes my heart weep, but a smidgen of comfort goes so deep. <laughs> do, 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 do. That was when they got Elvis Costello to do the yeah, thing. Yeah, wasn't it? Um, Maybe they should go with like quite literal, like does what it says on the tin and just call it like chases and fights. <laughs> <laughs> Chases and fights. Oh, it's, and a bit dan- and fights. it's a bit dances <laughs> with wolves. Yes, I like that. Use his gun. I feel the song might end up being a bit Rosie and Jim. Yeah. Chases and fights, chases and fights. Lovely ladies on a sun moon night. Sun moon well, night. Just call it who chase me. Sun get- moon night. A night, <laughs> perhaps somewhere in Scandinavia, <laughs> where both planets are clearly visible. Are they planets? No, I know they're not. Don't text in. I love a self-critique. <laughs> I use. The, I've taken to using the phrase "never quantum of solace." If something's rubbish and there's oh, any tiny that, good Frank. thing about I like it, it. Like, yeah. for example, I had a killer headache this week, and I had mm. soluble aspirin, and mm. I was in pain. I get so excited when I watch soluble aspirin go into a glass of water. Really? I always imagine they were slumbering quietly in their packet. Yeah. Thinking, oh, this is a life, isn't it? Then oh, they're going for a bit of a dip. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I always imagine it's it is like, with soluble aspirin. It's like their brief time on Earth. They're like at a rave, aren't they? Yeah. No idea. How could they know what was going to happen? Yes. It's not like they, they, they've been trained up for the uh, for the moment they they, they get uh, dissolved. No. They're so not they're sitting around thinking this will be fine. They can't practice it. for that, can they? They float. That, that, that tiny fraction of a second when they float, and they think, oh, lovely. It's like being on a lilo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. It's the little things in life, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I've been telling people that for years. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.
What? I've, oh my good <laughs> heavens! Um, I've been slightly obsessed this week by a woman who has what might be one of my favourite phobias ever. She's scared of toilets. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She's so scared of them that um, she actually fears being swallowed up by the cistern. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the flush, isn't it? When it's she the flush, flush yeah. She'll get yeah. caught up she, in, in the maelstrom and she, dragged oh, down. Yeah. Maelstrom in that context. Maelstrom. She has to run out the room. She's had to mm-hmm. get a job um, near her house because she doesn't want to use a loo outside yeah. of her house. She feels less nervous when it's, it's her own it's toilet. It's nothing like your own toilet, though. That's true. Oh, when you get back from holiday. Oh, when I got back from Japan where they had the heated toilet seats, it was nice being back oh, home. Oh, just your own, your own normal toilet. coldness. An Englishman's. Toilet is his castle. Well, I'm Scottish, but yeah, I see. What I know what you mean. Yeah, what's your castle then? Well, it did make me laugh when she said in there that she's scared to spend a penny, and I was thinking, born in Scotland, grew up in Yorkshire, I know loads of people are racist. She reckons. Um, she thinks her phobia stems from her childhood when she watched um, "Look Who's Talking To" with uh, John, John, John Travolta. Actually, yeah, John Travolta that was quite in that recently. One. Did you? Yeah. Um, well, there's a character called the Toilet Man. We should say that's not John Travolta. No, no, he is not in a toilet. No, no that's George Michael. He's not in a toilet. Yes, um, and Kirstie Alley, of course. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm, I'm, I like Kirstie Alley. Uh-huh. She was in uh, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Was she? Oh. And Cheers, of course. Cheers yeah. is she's what done I well. know her from. A lot yeah, of people yeah. say that... She's Muslim, done well. She has. She's in the dancing now, I think. Well, some people say that, you know, Muslim women are held back, but she, she <laughs> has... Kirstie uh, Alley, very she's, good. She's um, <laughs> done really well for herself. I'm sure she won't have a problem with you it's funny calling her Muslim. It's funny that gave this woman a fear of... Um, toilets, the, the film Look Who's Talking To, because it gave me a lifelong fear of sequels. Gave me a lifelong oh, fear God, of John it? Travolta. <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's well, not it's about when things me, got scary. Me too. I um, <laughs> yeah. When Kath was pregnant, she watched that. Look who's talking to and loved it. Did she? In the very later stages oh. of pregnancy, when you're not moving about much. Yeah, we watched it together. I mean, it is. It's not. You know, it's not Citizen Kane. I know, but no, uh, no, it's not for for a sort of lazy Saturday afternoon. Yeah, it's, it's got its moments. Perfect, as they used to say. I um I made a, a bit of an error with uh, when I lived with David Badir and uh, the, his cat. I um, wouldn't describe that as an error. No, no, I'm, I'm getting to it. The, his cat used to bring um, frogs into the house. Oh yeah, and uh, he brought she brought one in, in like in the early hours of the morning. Well, I wasn't going outside, so I put it down the toilet and flushed mm-hmm. it. And I thought amphibian. Be lovely, be like being on a lovely flume. Yeah. Um, and then David went mad at me and said that that would kill it. And I've never got to the the bottom of whether that was a good or a bad thing to do. Am I responsible for the accidental death of a frog, or did he go wee like that like that advert where that bloke just wears shorts and goes through all the departments at work? That know, was his sort of Angel Falls, yeah. Yeah, so I uh, I, don't, I don't know if there's anyone who knows anything about amphibians um, in conjunction with plumbing systems. Oh, yeah, please do text Because in. I have woke up in the middle of the night and thought, I hope I didn't drown that frog. But mm. um, maybe we can help this woman that's scared of the toilet, because you recently dealt with your phobia of, uh, of water, didn't you, by singing that you weren't afraid. Yeah. When you you sang your fears, maybe she could go, I'm not frightened of the toilet flushing, I'm not yeah. frightened of the toilet flushing. Do you know what I mean? She's got to have a system. Oh. 
do you think that could be a chain reaction? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think she's going around the bend. That's what I think. <laughs> eh? Well, you've lifted the lid on that one. <laughs> We're away. Oh, I'm out. I'm you. out. Oh, do you know? <laughs> don't, so, don't quit I'm... while you're flushed with success. <laughs> oh, I'm so proud of my boys. That Thank little you. exchange, I loved it. But Frank, I, I you know what? I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember what I watched the uh, the. Uh, do you remember the Outer Limits? Used to be a late night. It was a sort of a. It was oh, very much like the that Twilight Zone. Disgusting. <laughs> no, it was. Uh, it was like a slightly scary story. So oh, I watched okay. that. And what uh, really, I can still think of it now exactly. This kid found a sort of a suitcase and there was these alien worms in it, like, squirring, like baby birds trying to be fed. And the bully, I remember, opens... uh, The local bully opens up the suitcase and holds the kid's face really close to these... And, oh, God, it still gives me the... Great. Mm. Obviously, it's it's a it's a it's not as debilitating as being frightened of uh, <laughs> toilets. No, being frightened of having your uh, face pushed into a suitcase of alien worms. Mm. But re- it really did live with me. Still, I can did still it? remember it very clearly now. And it scared you. Mm. You see, I had that because when I saw there was a Bond film, I think it's Thunderball, and there's Handy a pool. Strikes. And sharks come out of the pool. And I couldn't go in any of our friends' pools after that. (laughs) (laughs) I was terrified. See, I didn't have that problem in in Oldbury. (laughs) Do you think there's people nodding at their radios around the country? No, I did. I literally... (laughs) I had a panic attack at Sheridan Morley's. I couldn't (laughs) do it. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) (laughs) What could be worse than that? (laughs) God, how did Sheridan cope? <laughs> well, we'll find out maybe off air. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We got text. Oh, we've had uh, <laughs> we've had missives from the outside world. Um, mm. Some about um, Bond and some about uh, other stuff. Um, I don't feel you need to. I'll, I'll elucidate, shall I? You know, you mentioned the Outer Limits programme. Oh, then I'm going to do it first. Oh, God! Get up! <laughs> Is that from Outer Limits? Oh, sorry, I thought you said hallucinate. Oh, oh I made good. a right fool of myself. Uh, 588 has texted, I used to watch Outer Limits, and a bloke once had gills on his neck to breathe. Oh, it yeah, still think... creeps me out to this day. I think I had him on the uh, Outer Limits uh, bubblegum cards. There's a whole set of cards, I remember, Gill can I, Man. Can I like that he's referred to him as a bloke once had gills on his neck? He's got to be a Bromley, I hope so. <laughs> um, oh, 231, I can't eat tin spaghetti now after seeing Sooty serving Matthew Worms on toast. <laughs> That's some cats. Who would have thought the Sooty show would have provided a lifelong oh, fear? Oh, yeah, a horror. And uh, we had an email that I wanted to read to you. Um, Felix the Jumper, it's called. It's entitled. He, he should have said to infinity and beyond when he jumped. That also, would have been brilliant. He fell 24 Again, miles. Yeah. He fell 24 miles and landed on his feet. Surely he should be called Felix the Cat. Ah. One email, two good gags. Excellent. Excellent. I mean, yeah, I haven't heard anyone else mention the Felix the Cat thing. No. Good on you, mate. Well done. Frank, um, we've also had a correspondence in subject line, Refrog on Toilet Roller Coaster. (laughs) (laughs) That's from Sue Hammond. She says, I don't think it would have enjoyed the end of its ride. It would have landed in all the sewage. I'm afraid it probably didn't survive. Really? Yeah, but they can't be that fussy. Surely it's a frog. It's not going, ugh, waste. Surely. No. It's a frog, no, but it's isn't it? it's pretty toxic. 
Is it? Yeah. Not for a frog. <laughs> Not for a frog? No, they're they, different, they, aren't they? They're they different from us. Why don't do you think their standards all... are a bit more Pete Doherty and lower? <laughs> yeah, I think they are. I think they, they're dressed in a sort of uh, Byronic Bishop Sleeve <laughs> shirt and dirty jeans, and they just hang around in the sewer all the time, just like Pete. Of course they do. No, don't they burrow into the ground and eat radioactive isotopes? I've read that somewhere. It's like people always say pigs are really clean, and then you see them, and they're filthy. Well, they stink. I've never seen a clean pig in my life. I had a a, a deer indoors the other day, and um, stonk, absolutely stonk. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I threw it out. You know, you never spend time with a pig and they start wiping surfaces down, going, oh, I'm a hygiene freak, me. No. Just forgive me. I'm really clean. Do they speak? No, they don't. (laughs) You know, through their body language, I mean. Oh, that's made me like, have a bit of a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> Just at the thought of it. No, it certainly explains Jane Torville. Yeah. So, um, I'm sorry, I take that. I take that back. I, no, I take, I actually withdraw that officially. Oh, that's nice. I'm Good. sticking with uh, hating that Aborigine you had a fight with. That. <laughs> oh, of course. It's all right to hate one Aborigine. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what you did not clarify earlier. <laughs> no, it's one. I love all Aborigines except this one. Mm. That's ridiculous. I haven't even met them. I used to like Boney. Do you remember that TV show with the Aboriginal? No, but I don't like the sound of it. (laughs) No, it was good. (laughs) What else? I'll tell you what else, Frank. Um, We've had an email in, and this is regarding uh, the cockerel. So I think I should read it. Oh, okay. Okay. It says, Hi, Hi, Frank, Emily and Alan. May I table an urgent question in the house? For a number of weeks now, seven, I think, You've neglected to call Alan by his famous nickname. But there's been no mention of losing the name. Is it a copyright issue? I've contacted Kellogg's, but no comment from them. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Or is Alan going for a change of image now that he's a TV regular on Mock the Week? I, for one, would welcome the poultry's return. And if A.E. Houseman could make a guest appearance, then my weekend would be complete. Ahoy, hoy, Nick. We have. What was the last bit? That's like a DJ, we've done it already. He's yeah. saying um, ahoy hoy and ahoy says hoy. goodbye. Ahoy, ahoy hoy, is that a common... I don't think so, no. Did Sir Chris Hoy cycle past <laughs> just as he was finishing the email? That'd be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> no, well, I, you know, it's never occurred to me that I don't say the cockerel when I say... I, Frank's got an absolute radio with... I say Alan Cochran, Emily Dean, Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Mm. But we, could, we should just clarify that... You called me the cockerel. Oh, no, it was a text no, it was when a I text, first joined. Right? Yeah, no, it wasn't. I don't know who I, this cockerel bloke is. I didn't make the nickname. I, a stranger. I, a stranger and afraid in a world I never made. Sorry? <laughs> you all right? It's an A.E. Houseman Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, once you've got one siren out of the way, you can relax into A.E. Houseman quotes. Well, once you pop with A.E. Houseman, you can't stop. <laughs> like Pringles, it, yeah. isn't he? It wasn't, um, it wasn't deliberate, that, though. I must say. Well, also, I think it is important to flag up that it was a, a nickname bestowed upon me. It's not like Paul Lynch calling himself the governor. No, okay. it is not remotely like that. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Uh, Frank, it is with a hard and heavy heart that I bring you the following news. Apparently... The age at which you officially get old is 28. Oh, I thought that was going to thought someone famous had died. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no, this me. is worse. This is much worse. Oh, is it? Um, there was a survey and it was... It was in the Daily Mail. So we Fair can, enough. Yeah. Um, they're an open-minded demographic, the Daily <laughs> Mail. Um, 
but yeah, so they the participants were saying that that's what they considered the age at which they'd officially grown up and sort of put away childish things, mm. essentially. And there were some signs that they felt illustrated this. One of these signs was that they switched from watching X Factor to Strictly. I don't know how you feel well, about that. They, they seem to be defying all the laws of chronology. <laughs> Surely Strictly starts first. Oh, thank. I watch both. Well, Where does that put me? In some sort of Peter Pan old young middle ground. Well, Daisy, yeah, the producer, um, mentioned this once, yeah. and Daisy, the producer, said she felt it was a class thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So yes. I'm guessing Strictly is, is what middle I'm, class, do you think? Yeah. I would, let's put it this way. I'd describe X Factor as people that say H. <laughs> <laughs> OK. Isn't that steps? <laughs> Yeah. But I think that's fair enough, isn't it? Yeah. Really? <laughs> okay. Well, I say I, li- I like both. So yeah, I, I do as well. It's, it is as I like both. I am every man. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. You know. Don't think that. I like necessary. both too. Okay, so that means on point one, we haven't established whether we're old or young. What about whether we have any idea what is number one in the charts? Oh, what the music charts? Is it that? Um... Well, that kind of sums it up, doesn't it? <laughs> what the music charts? I don't think I've you known what? what was number one the in the music, music charts since I was about the musical 16. charts. Is it that Korean bloke? Oh, um... Open Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style. Is it Gangnam Style? <laughs> Open Gangnam Style. Or is he just viral? I don't know. I'm thinking Gingham Style. <laughs> <laughs> that's what oh, I thought Cy. he was saying. I thought it was. I thought he was singing a great. Frank, that's uh, quite a good guess. Maybe it is him. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but I thought it was about Dorothy from the Wizard the, of Oz. The Daisy, the producer, is shaking oh, her oh, head. That's a good I guess. don't think it is. Skyfall didn't make it. I did oh, know it? it didn't. It no. got somewhere no. else. We don't know. Yeah, we don't right, know. Yeah, we don't okay. know. So we're officially old. We're old. Discussing for three minutes what might or might not be number this is great. one. This is great, right? This is what got us the Sony nomination. <laughs> I know I'm old. I fell down three steps in the cellar the other day. That's. I bet uh, Nick Grimshaw would know what was number one in the chart. I should Grimmers. think so. Yeah, yeah, he'd know I bet that. He hasn't even got a cellar. I bet he's got an apartment. Oh, he's got an apartment, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's very apartment, isn't he? Yeah. I don't know how Kate Moss gets up the stairs in those heels. <laughs> <laughs> Or Alexa Chung, whoever, whatever trendy, cool person he's got going up there next. Maybe they just crawl up them. You know, like babies back go downwards. I imagine they're stuff. lowered in by their people or from <laughs> helicopters. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other... Um... Um, you stop going to nightclubs. Oh, well. Done. Of course. <laughs> Do well, they I... still exist? I never did anyway, because I'm not fiddy cent. <laughs> Check out my ladies at the nightclub. I, yeah. I live in North London. I found I've, uh, my sign of uh, is I've stopped settling minor disputes with a dead leg. <laughs> <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Uh, we've had a couple of texts about the uh, flushing the frog down the toilet. Um, well, I've heard some euphemisms. <laughs> <laughs> Sewage flow should be more than 95% fresh water. Frog should be fine. Clive, London. Oh, oh that's good news. He Thanks sounds a that. sensible chap. And then, uh, great well, news. it's funny you should say that. Five minutes later, <laughs> Clive, London texts, Ahoy Hoy was how to answer the phone, invented by Edison and still used by Mr Burns in The Simpsons. Clive, Excellent. London. I'm, op- I'm hoping that Clive just knows these things and he's not a Googler. Oh, if he's Googling, he's... He's in trouble. I think he knows them. I think he's like, who was that taxi driver that that won Mastermind, Frank? Oh, yeah. You know who I mean. Fred Houska. Yes. I think he's a bit Housegosian. I I hope so. You Mm. know his name. (laughs) You too. 
<laughs> you too. Oh, you guys. Um, Frank, have I got time to read out this email about Daisy, do you think? Well, I don't know. Mm. How long is it? Well, Daisy's our producer, I should say. 20 pages. Hi, Frank, Alan, lovely Miss M and the mysterious purple lady. Mm. We're having a terrible thunderstorm. Terrible uh, circulation. (laughs) So mad it woke me up. (laughs) You've picked up on the camcorder. I thought since I'm awake, I'll check out the studio webcam for the first time. Frank, who is that beautiful young lady to your left? She's wearing a purple top. She is lovely. (laughs) Boy, Frank, between her and the gorgeous Emily. Look, that's not the only reason I'm reading this out. I am between her and the gorgeous Emily. (laughs) How do you do it? Can I say it does nothing for me? (laughs) How do you do it? The radio show, I mean. I couldn't concentrate. Yeah. There you go. That's from main man Mike Marshall. Main man. Mm. Well, Mike, um, I'm all right with it because, you know, there are, there are two lanes in the swimming pool of my uh, female Oh, dear. I hope the frog's not in it. And in one <laughs> lane swims those women who I find um, tantalisingly attractive. Oh. But in the other lane, there's the fre- people who I think of as close personal friends. And no matter how pretty they may be, once they're in the friends lane, that's where they remain. Oh, now you tell me. Yeah. <laughs> swimming underneath. So that's something else about getting older. You start um, finding older women attractive. Mm-hmm. You know when a young man watches Charlie's Angels and, mm. and says, oh, yeah. God, which one do I like more, which one do I like best? I'm like that with Rip Off Britain. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say... Um, I like that with Coach Trip. I'd say... Uh, <laughs> I'd say uh, 30 is what I would say is you, you're basically, you, you know, you're, you're wrapped up. Well, do you know what I always say, Frank? You can never, it's the use of I'm only, and you can't ever say yeah. I'm only 27. Well, Stops I think at 26, can, I think some people, When we used to laugh when we were like 15 at school about being 30, like, you know, we'll be 30 before we know it, ha ha, how ridiculous. And then when we were 30, I did think, oh God, this is the end. And even though I'm, I'm much older, I still think that, when I hear someone 31 say, oh, I'm still pretty young, I'm only 31. I think, no, no. Yeah. I think, no, you're not. You're over 30. Take those rollerblades off now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. I like this other measuring of how you... Uh, I find that at, at West Brom games now, I, I, I shout out... When I shout out the players, I do tend to call them son. <laughs> That's a definite sign. Oh, even Shane, he's my favourite. And also, I never do that thing. I don't know quite when they stop. I never do that thing of offering someone a handshake and then when they reach for it, thumb in my nose. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I, I associate it with the exuberance of youth. And not only do I not do it, but I, I feel bad that I ever did it. And that's <laughs> age, isn't it? Yeah. That's that's age. On that bombshell. <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't, in my entire wardrobe, own a two a T-shirt. Not one? Not one anymore. Oh, they've gone. Sorry to admit that here on Absolute Radio, the home, <laughs> the home <laughs> of the two a T-shirts. <laughs> OK, we've got Mark Crossley coming up next. And you know what? If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this same time next week. And may I say, we love you all. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio.